You all know why I'm here. I'm not an orator. And I would not try to convince you of the worthiness of our cause. I'm a soldier. And we are at war. Friday night, hoping to win that big Mega Millions lottery tonight. Oh, I played it. How can you not? <laughs> yeah, I mean, $1 billion? Are you kidding? <laughs> uh, you know, did you ever think we'd hear that in a, any kind of a lottery in our lifetime? Hell no. What <laughs> billion dollars? One billion. I don't even know what that is, really, but I'd like to find out. <laughs> That's all people have been talking about all day. Is like, what would you buy? Where would you go? Right. What would you do? I'd blow anyway, it all in two days. Yeah. What the hell? I'm broke again. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, sadly, that does happen with, with some lottery winners. You know, they, they've never hit a billion, I don't think. But some people have hit some pretty big jackpots, and within three to five years, they're broke again. You wouldn't get, I mean, not that $570 million is not a lot of money, but... When you say I won a billion dollars and the government took four hundred thirty million of it, right? That sounds like a lot. I mean, you still have five hundred seventy million, so you ain't bitching. Oh, it is. It's outrageous that they would take any kind, any kind of number like that. Yeah, I think it's somewhere ridiculous. almost fifty percent or something like that. I think. Yeah, that's that's outrageous. <laughs> I mean, like you said, in the end, you still have five hundred seventy million dollars. So. I mean, I don't know the exact numbers, so if anybody right. listens just, to this. And <laughs> <laughs> that's just a, a number that we throw out. We don't know the exact, but 
I would hope that at least out of a, a billion, you'd get maybe 700 and some thousand. <laughs> you got to think about how many people played that thing after, because on Wednesday night, when nobody hit, the six it was six hundred and thirty four or something like that six eighty four right when they when nobody hit the number came out it was going to be like eight hundred and fifty six million and by drawing tonight it's over a billion oh yeah my tickets say that right there on them they got a number you know the actual digits one zero 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 comma zero 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 comma zero 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 comma zero zero one or whatever it is. And then it says, that's, yes, that's one billion. <laughs> I mean, how many people played ticket. from Wednesday to now, though? I All mean, right. the, at two and three dollars a pop, yeah. The, the, I think the number of people that play doesn't have anything to do with the odds of you winning, though. Cause it's just a, it's like, yeah, because it's the numbers, yeah, not, not the number of people who play. It's just the right. random combinations of all the numbers. I always wonder about that too, though, because like I always play the auto pick on the day of the lottery, and then as yeah, I'm me too, <laughs> as I'm buying it, I'm I'm going and saying to myself, what are the odds that two not only that that two computers could pick the same six numbers the same day? I mean, my right. odds are probably worse than everybody else's. That's <laughs> what I'm looking at. Well, and, you know that's really what you when you throw your money at it that's really what you know inside this isn't going to be oh yeah this is going to be throwing your money away but you got to try like you said it's a billion dollars so (laughs) anyway um enough dreaming for now um (laughs) let's get back to the real subject of this podcast which is like i said freedom reigns socialism kills and no truer words have ever been spoken. Um, this particular podcast, though, is, is going to be focused on the upcoming midterms. And we're going to call it five reasons why you should not vote Democrat. Um, obviously, there's way more than five, but we're going to just talk about at least five, if not more. But there are definitely reasons you know and that's not to say that i'm a dyed-in-the-wool republican anymore 20 years ago i would have called myself that um but you know really the choice is is very clear when you look at the democratic party today in my view versus you know (laughs) you know anything against that in my view would be the, the better choice i'm right there with you on that I'm like you said. I don't really identify myself with the Republican Party anymore either. I just know that what I believe the Republican Party is supposed to stand for are where my values mostly lie. Mm-hmm. Now, whether yeah, the Republican Party's sticking with that or not, that's a different story. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm a. I guess you would call me a constitutional conservative, and. Uh, you know the the values of limited government and and you know stay out of my life as much as you can and protect us where you need to and let me keep more of my money and i'm i'm on the right track there (laughs) i agree with that completely and the and the thing that i i i've been saying is the the parties the way they are right now they've got us 
in a bad position because uh, this podcast is about November and mm-hmm. in a lot of places there are some people that you're going to have to vote for even though you might not necessarily think that person is following your values like you want them to but right. the alternative yeah they're you know at least on the surface the way what we can tell you know the one that you will be holding your nose and voting for is not a socialist right at least you know that's the hope <laughs> so i just don't know what happened though i mean they got us like everybody says you have to vote you have to vote if you want to change it you got to vote well the way the the system is we're down to two parties and we know for a fact you we don't want the other party in Right. So it's almost like the people that are using the name of the party that I want to vote for almost have free reign to do basically what they want, in my mind, because they know that we're not going to vote, you know, the the we're, we can't vote for that other guy because we are against socialism and but I think things are coming up quick on these people. They're going to have to change. They're actually going to have to start doing the things that we elect them to do. Conservatives elect Republicans because we want them to do conservative things. We don't want middle, I mean. Middle of the road stuff, yeah. I don't want rhinos. I don't. And if you run as a Republican and then you turn and you vote with the Democrats on everything, I, I don't mind working with them. Well, you know, I think you and I talked the other day about this a little bit, and we won't get off topic too much, but, you know, we talked about Republicans, Democrats, conservative liberals, and then there's this group called independents, and and I just think that's a farce. I don't believe there is one breathing American who can actually claim truthfully that they're an independent. They come from a place somewhere, and it's either from a more conservative slant or a more liberal slant whichever way but they're not independents they just like to call themselves so they can be searched out and singled out around election time to say how are you going to vote this time you know so they sound woke right i'm more informed than you because i'm an independent right well i'm telling you right now there's a lot of republican voters that are very well informed and we do know that we have to hold our nose and vote for the person that we have to vote for even though we might not like that person well yeah i mean you go back a couple of cycles and john mccain was a perfect example in the presidential race oh yeah or Mitt romney you know or bob dole <laughs> i just yeah but, you know, but so. this uh race is um what's going on this november is very important Oh, it's, it's, you know, I hate to sound cliche or like other, a certain host I listen to from time to time, but it is the most crucial midterm election in our lifetime. It really is. And the the reason it is, too, I mean, they've been, they've, I've been hearing that for a long time, ever since, uh, probably back the Clinton when Clinton was elected that that election was supposed to be the most right, important everyone is the most critical but the truth of it is though that it does keep it seems to be getting more and more critical because the divide the divide is getting bigger and bigger because the Democrats are actually starting to show their 
their actual hand a little bit. They're become they're being they're becoming more and more comfortable with coming out and saying we do want open borders. Right. We do want to implement more socialism. So I mean, they're actually talking us, about it. I think that would bring us to my first reason was the the border security, immigration, that whole issue. That would be my one reason to not vote Democrat. If you want open borders, no no law, you know, and just influx of more people to get on the public dole and and just that whole whole thing. It's just inherently wrong if you can't defend your borders and you don't really have a country so that's that's the bottom line that's my number five reason there is immigration i have a lot of questions about that number five immigration the democrats the democrat party through most of my lifetime has actually talked about being you know tough on border the border Mm -hmm. um Clinton, even Obama, they talked about the problems at the border and the things we need to do. Something's well, happened. Something's Obama changed. Was called the deporter in chief, <laughs> right? But I mean, so. something's changed, Ron. Like there actually, there's actually a movement, and not just with the con- constituents or voters, but with actual people holding public office. They're right. talking and more I, and more about open borders, and I think that they are. They it seems to me that they hate Trump so bad that they're willing to to give up the border if they can take him down. That's it. Just seems that that's their end goal, no matter what. Well, that's that's the truth. It's the Trump derangement syndrome, and and it's definitely spread all the way to the upper echelons of the democratic political strata <laughs> it's it's really incredible you, you you can find videos of everyone you just mentioned preaching the same thing that donald trump has said about the border but yet now like you said they've completely flipped and and i think part of it is the trump hate another part is they think at least whether true or not that the more people they let into this country they got more of a chance to have a voting block because they know they're losing their grip on everyday Americans that even used to identify as Democrat are kind of saying, yeah, enough of this crap. These people are lunatics. <laughs> yeah, well, they are turning a lot of, of voters, I, I think. I've t- You know, it's the anecdotal evidence, and that's all I can really go on. Right. But I know people, myself personally, that have been de- Democrat or quote-unquote independent. <laughs> but they've definitely said, you know, that, I mean, this, you can't, okay, <laughs> somewhere in there the economy is probably one of the, the five, but I'm not trying to mesh those together or anything. But they're, Oh, the, that's fine. They're all interrelated anyway, so we don't have to delineate them. Oh, we can't talk about the economy if we're talking about immigration. <laughs> right. That's part of all of it. The economy is. So it is. And but what number I, I, four? And we're talking number four and five now. I don't have. <laughs> also, the economy is number four. Well, at least on my list, you've got a list as well. So I don't want to come well, near the. That both of those are on my list too. So I'm just going to kind of try to go with. Like and, these I, aren't, and when I list them, it's just from five to one. It's not, not like the one most is important. the most important or five is. You know, they're just. Right. 
well that's, that's down kind of thing so if we get the one of yours that's not on my list i'll say it and then <laughs> like i'll throw right. i'll throw one in but since we are talking about the economy i kind of brought the economy in what i don't understand about the democratic party is they don't to me they don't have a clear message you can't you can't have okay so they they are openly talking about socialism now Mm-hmm. And they're talking about open borders. Um, I don't know if they're serious about that. I can't. I can't believe somewhere. Well, I mean, who knows? But I mean, at least major factions and major states in this country are serious about that. California, for one. I mean, not only they have sanctuary cities, they classify themselves as a sanctuary state now well, thankfully a lot of counties and cities in california are pushing back against that well sure yeah and, and rightly so i mean that's ridiculous the thing is though those two things cannot coexist you cannot have a socialist society and have open borders not that a socialist society is going to work anyways but no, it's going to crumble gonna be- faster Right. <laughs> if you have open borders. So I don't I don't understand their message. To me that might be my number one reason that you can't vote Democrats. They they don't have a message. Well, right. And their message is what you just said. Socialism, open borders, and impeach Trump. <laughs> but don't talk about it because we don't want the voters to really know that's our intent. And and now, you know, impeach impeach uh justice kavanaugh who's now on the supreme court thank the good lord and that brings me to my number three reason the supreme court because it ain't over yet i believe he's going to fill at least one if not two more seats before the end of his second term and you heard it here people i am predicting trump wins by a landslide in 2020 so there will be more seats open and if we have a democrat trying to balance the court again with their liberal activist judges that's that's not acceptable. I mean, I want more conservative, constitutional conservatives on that court. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all right. You know, we're doing a show here with live, live people, so <laughs> sometimes things happen. <laughs> no, I agree completely. Though the uh, that was that was on my list too. And and when I said the number one reason, that's actually not on my list. I just thought about that. The that they don't seem to have a clear message. But the if the Democrats take control of either the House or, or the, the Senate. A Senate, right. That's all they're going to do. There's not going to be any – it's going to stall the country because they are only going to focus on impeaching Trump and impeaching Kavanaugh. Yep, and – those two things um plus you know it's, it's just you know right now they're obstructionists and resist 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 but if they have any kind of power it's only going to modify and that brings me to the next reason <laughs> which is you know there you, you've seen in all, all the the attacks on uh all the conservatives out in public the lawmakers get in their face cory booker got to get in their face and uh eric holder the former highest law enforcement officer in the land (laughs) 
Attorney General of the United States says when when they go low, we kick them. <laughs> you know, at least Michelle Obama used to say we go higher, but that was a, a BS lie anyway. But <laughs> it sounded a lot better than when they go low, we kick them. Oh yeah, that I mean, this is scaring me a little bit, and I know that that is. Uh, I'm not triggered. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying, oh, I need a safe place. No, no, no. <laughs> but no, I'm saying what's... We're men, and <laughs> we'll be all right. You know, we can... But I what, know I can, and I know you can defend myself if necessary. Yeah, but um, what scare me about this is that when you have um, people in Hollywood, actors or musicians, calling for, you know, violence and stuff, that's one thing. That's, you know... I mean, it's not right. I'm not saying that, but that's that's one thing. But when you have elected officials, the the nominee for president on the Democrat Party side, Hillary Clinton, saying that there will be no civility unless we, we win, win back <laughs> power. That's that's scary. That's not bullshit. I mean, that's not bullshit. She doesn't Hillary. Well, I don't like her. You know, we don't you know, I, I'm not saying that I'm but I, I do know that she doesn't. She's a smart politician. She's not a dumb right. woman right. for her to say that. That wasn't a slip up. Like if Trump was to say something to that regard. I, I would almost say, well, he's just talking, and when he talks, when he opens his mouth, stuff just no, falls everything out. Everything she says is calculated, very calculated, and for a reason. Very That's much. generally how evil people are. They're very uh, calculating, and you know, very direct, and they have their purpose, and they know how to invoke certain behaviors and emotions out of their base. And it also scares me because. This is just one more. I mean, thing. If they're if she's not, they're not hiding it anymore. They're not using musicians and actors like they have in the past. Now they're actually the ones saying it. Right. There's Trump has well, done let's something. Just talk to about them. it because you, you. I said Cory Booker. I said Eric Holder. You said Hillary Clinton. But that's not all of them. <laughs> it's it's way more widespread in the Democratic leadership. Um, What's her name? Maxine Waters. Tonight, call you and I and every other person who doesn't support their agenda collateral damage. Really? Yeah, she said we're working towards a goal. Something I'm paraphrasing, and we've got to fight and win. And if there's collateral damage along the way, so be it. Well, see, then that's we have to think that way too. And then, then my biggest problem with the Republican Party most of my life has been, you know, I guess Michelle Obama was when they go low, we go high. But in my personal opinion, we the Republican Party doesn't take the low road. No, and they never have. And and I know what you're getting at. I believe is until Donald Trump, we had never seen any person with an R next to their name actually fight back against the media or the left at all and he will he'll just fire back at him you know and that's why they call him racist call him homophobic call him a bigot i mean that's why they call him all these names they need something to try to to stop this because 
for all these years, we've all just sat back and 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 said, you know, hey, you know, I'm going to take, I'm taking the high road here. I'm not politically. I mean, I'm not saying that Republicans don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that that they don't have their their flaws. I'm not trying to say they're perfect or anything like that. But I, I am saying, in my personal opinion. Over the years, Republicans tried to stay classy, at least, and it never worked. It never no. worked. Well, I mean, they they attacked George W. Relentlessly. Um, yeah, and, and all he would do is kowtow, you know. Oh, if you try to, well, if I, if I appease them, maybe the, if they like me. Right, which is the idiotic thinking of the left and their uh, foreign policy. <laughs> So why he ever thought that would work, I don't know. But uh, you but know, that, the that does scare me. Democrats, basically, their idea when we're in control. When I say we, I mean conservatives, Republicans, whatever. When they don't have the House, the uh, Congress, or uh, I'm sorry, the House, the Senate, or the Oval Office, then they all of a sudden want normally bipartisanship. We've got to work together, <laughs> but. But when they're in control of one or or all three of those, you you heard Obama. Elections have consequences. Oh, the one thing about Obama I'll never forget. <laughs> the one thing about Obama I'll never forget is Republicans can come along for the ride. They just have to sit in the back of the bus. <laughs> now that's not a quote verbatim, but it, I do remember that him saying something, something to that effect. Yeah, and that's way back to the civil rights era kind of you know yeah that was a that was a, a subtle <laughs> right not so subtle <laughs> <laughs> right but anyways i i just think that that that, that I, that's on my list too the yeah. culture wars the the riling well and to further expand on that what we've just been talking about if they're able to when you know anything in this election that only emboldens them to do more of that behavior and i'm by them i mean the democratic leaders saying see that worked so they're going to still call for more and more mobs to go out and do this or do that and you know it's just going to escalate the violence and that whole mentality i think at least if if we show them in november uh, and Americans in mass come out and you know have that red tsunami that I'm hoping for. At least we'll show them, hey, this isn't working either. You know, you know maybe we got to try something else. <laughs> but the opposite effect would be true if they do win. They think that's what it takes. Well, I heard to intimidate their way into victory. I heard something the other day. They said that since Trump's been elected, in uh, the Democrats have picked up forty seats, and uh, I didn't, I didn't really realize that. I mean, that they're not. It's not talking because my my fear is that Republicans are going to start thinking that we got this, right, and not go out and vote. We don't. Well, I think it's not I think in the, the bag. all thing, you know, really woke up and and did what nobody's been able to do in my lifetime, pretty much, and that's unite the Republicans or the conservatives all into one big tent, at least for a minute, because that was just ridiculousness. I, I don't. I don't know 
when in this country it became if someone just says something happened then we've got to believe her and for that reason you can't get a job or you can't become a justice on the supreme court or whatever that's just ridiculous yeah that was uh so that that made conservatives wake up and say it did but my what i'm scared though is if you listen i don't listen to a lot of uh talk radio or anything but when you do you, a lot of these talk show hosts are saying things like there's not gonna there is no such thing as a blue wave there's not gonna be a right. blue wave and they need to stop saying that in my opinion you can't say oh, yeah. that i mean it's like playing a football game or whatever sport if you think you got this you know the, these these jumps aren't anything that you know you let your foot and off you're the gonna gas. go into the game and and you're not gonna give your best effort and guess what you could lose now, I don't think the race in Ohio, where we live, mm-hmm. is uh, crucial, right? I don't. I mean, obviously, we have senators, and if if I get a chance to vote in a Senate race, I'm not really, you know, sure. It's not not when I see the map on on TV of you know these states are critical, these little districts in the House, you know. I've never seen Ohio and my my region of Ohio show up on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're still, I think, voting for Senate. So, and that that concern, it's uh, definitely critical. Uh, it says right here. I just looked up. There's 60 GOP House seats that are in danger. So we you can't we can't sit at home. We have to get out and vote. Right. It's not. You know, I'm looking, you know, not so much where I live in small town America, um, but, you know, I've seen it happen in the 08 election where in certain bigger urban cities, there were groups outside of polling stations, uh, like in Philadelphia, the, the Black Panther Party was out there huh. and and trying to intimidate voters, I believe. And, and I would not be surprised on election day if we don't see mobs at all these polling places in the larger cities just trying to intimidate anyone they think might go in there and vote Republican. Yeah, and I'm not sure how that stuff's legal, but the intimidation factor is real. It's not It's not no, fake. It's that's what they're trying to do, and if you allow it to happen, then they win. But, you know, old Mitch from kentucky said it you know and there was a few rhinos in my opinion that shined very brightly during the kavanaugh confirmation hearings and that whole process and for once mcconnell stood up and said you know you can do what you want we're not going to be intimidated and lindsey graham who was a you know, die hard, never Trumper during the, the campaign in 2016 and somewhat after that, you know, he really came out and uh, shined a light on the Democrats as to what they were and just called them out for their hypocrisy and ridiculousness. I knew, though, just this is a side note, I knew that the whole Republican primary process when Trump laid the nickname Lion Ted on him, (laughs) Ted Cruz, right? that it was going to come back in this this campaign that he's in now, and it has, (laughs) 
that Beto O'Rourke, or not O'Rourke, whatever his name is. Yeah, did you um, know I heard something about him? He's um, running, he changed his name, I think his name's Robert. Yeah, Robert something. And he's and using he it to Beto, trying to seem more Latino. Yeah, and there's, uh, from what I heard, there's not a, not a drop of Latino blood in his family. Right. Yeah, that runs somewhat uh, common for the Democrats. <laughs> you can talk about Elizabeth Warren and her Pocahontas moment this week. How amazing was that? <laughs> <laughs> She that gets, backfired a little bit. Oh, she thought she had a win. She she posted that shit as soon as she got it. Yeah. The president says my mother is a liar. I have point zero 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 one eight. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Cherokee Nation said, uh, shut up. Oh, and they're, they've, they're doubling down, too, man. They've came out. They're, they've been putting their presence out there. They They are not happy with what she did. No, because it's racial appropriation. And <laughs> if you wear a, a Halloween costume this, this Halloween that they the left doesn't like, you know, let's say you dress up like uh YMCA. YMCA, y- right. YMCA. Who was that? And Village people. In, yeah, Indian Indian garb on, then you're culturally appropriating and you're a racist. Yeah, they'll destroy you, but you can be Nancy Pelosi and get a job at Harvard. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't say a word yeah, as a matter of fact is. they defend her yeah I think yeah, that might be ridiculous. the biggest problem I have right now with the Democrat party it, it's not that the Republican party doesn't do some of the same things they do it's the hypocrisy of the right. Democrats it, it's just so first of all there's, they're so smug and arrogant and they think they're so they're so. I just you get a feel when you're talking to them that they just. Are oh, just they think they're intellectually uh, superior, superior, and you're just a pixie deplorable, pretty much. Yeah, I mean that's what they've been calling us: backwater, inbred. It's like, yeah, wait Obama a minute. took a shot at 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 conservatives. You know, they cling to their god their gun and their bible and and whatever else he said i mean they they truly believe that the elites live on the coasts and <laughs> the rest of us are just flyover country that doesn't matter why well, I, I hear them all right now they're destroying the electoral college they want it taken down because yeah. the thing is though there are there are a lot of people in like I know of people, I know a few people in California, and they say that there's a lot of conservatives in California. They're just outnumbered. Right. Their vote will never mean anything in California. And well, yeah, there's conservatives in California. They once upon a time elected Ronald Reagan governor. So not to get off on I I do we do we go off in different directions, and there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. But I think we did number three. Right. So I'll, I'll let you name a, a number two if you'd like. Oh, you're going to put it on me now, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I think, well, we did the economy. We did the justice, the Supreme Court. 
Right. And we did the border. Mm-hmm. And... And we kind of did, uh, I think, I don't know if it was one of the top five or the five, but, you know, talking about the left's insanity and the mob and the intimidation, that was definitely another one of my reasons, so... You know, like I said, just because we call this the five reasons you should not vote Democrat this fall, um, you know, we don't have to stick to only five. <laughs> well, that's true, but I really, uh... <laughs> you know, I wanted to give our uh, new email address out at the beginning of this, and I forgot, so that's fine. It, it's just, I believe, and that's sad that I don't know. <laughs> But that's because I don't have anything to read in it for quite a while. Um, I think it's freedomreigns1 at yahoo.com is, I believe, the email address. But I will check that before the end of the podcast and uh, verify. And as always, we do want to hear from you, whether you agree with us or not. Um, Comments are appreciated, and we will respond to them in the next episode if we do get any any feedback or comments the next episode well okay so i wanted to go into well i kind of we kind of did though i mean these these reasons in my mind kind of they kind of blur they mesh but the investigations are another big reason well sure and through the actual russian collusion yeah and exactly. the dnc and hillary and but that I think whole I think they're going to go even further than that. I think I think they're actually if I think they will stop at nothing. Well, we, we, right. I think we were coming at it from different angles. I'm talking about keeping the investigations of the DNC, Hillary, the Russian dossier, the FBI up higher ups, the DOJ higher ups that were colluding to take out our duly elected president. Oh, yeah, but I was thinking if the Democrats are elected, if the Democrats win, they're going to they're going to keep they're going to ramp up their investigations into Trump is where I was going with that. Right. And that's also true. So we got this is a double sided one. Then if, right. if if they win, they're going to ramp up their investigations. And if the Republicans hold hold Pat. Will be able to investigate. I just, I really don't think they're going to. I really, for some reason, I think that the Republicans are going to try to restore order if they can mm-hmm. get these people to to calm down a little bit. What do you think is going to happen, Ron? Like, say, say by a landslide, the Republicans even take, you know, even pick up more seats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you think is going to happen? You think it, they're just going to accept that, or do you think? Well, the- no, they're never going to accept it. But I think the the flip side of that coin is if if they win with those tactics, and you know, the, the, as long as Trump is president, and they took that humiliating loss that they thought they had in the bag in 2016, you know, they they just can't accept that they're like. A bunch of spoiled two-year-olds who you know just no that's not what it is i mean hillary said it like you said we'll we'll be nice again when we win 
<laughs> we'll stop blocking traffic and and destroying your cars as soon as we're in power. But I don't believe they will anyways. I don't no, believe that I mean, if, if the Democrats take control of the House, they're not going to – that's not going to stop Antifa. Antifa's still going to be out there doing what they're doing because I'm right. sorry, whoever's running either – the Democrats are not going to get rid of ICE people. They might tell you they will. They might tell you that's their agenda just because they want your vote. They know you can't get rid of ICE. That's the dumbest right. thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Who in the hell is out there saying get rid of ICE? Uh, anarchists, um, anti-Americans, Antifa. Um, you know, people that that hate this country are the the ones that are truly saying it and meaning it. And the Democrats will just latch onto that and use that, and they'll use your anger, and they'll let you go out there and, and risk risk yourself going to jail for damaging property or kidnapping, holding people hostage, or all these different things they want you to do, burn down buildings. They're not going to be out the ones out there doing it, and they are not going. They're not going to open the borders. It's no. It's impossible. There's no right. way. They don't even believe that shit. Do you think they actually believe that shit? I'm asking no, you I, for I, real. On a core level, um, probably not. But they think it's going to help them get votes. That's all it is. And, and, and uh, you know, they, they will latch onto it because they can push their narrative. You know, this, this whole caravan that's marching right now, 4,000 or so. You know, Trump has said... Mexico, you better keep them there because if they get to our border, I'm putting the military down. That they're not coming in. Well, okay, so we can we can talk about this now. And then, um, when Trump came out and said he, he's going to shut, he's going to close down the border if these four thousand people make it here. Mm-hmm. I was re- I read I read comments a lot, and I know that I shouldn't because most people that leave comments on Facebook aren't informed at all yeah <laughs> i hate to say it but <laughs> there were the amount of comments that i read saying that he's racist because of that i mean that that that's where I'm, I'm i get lost in their their beliefs okay say i was to uh be sympathetic or, or have empathy for some of the, the ideas and thoughts that they had the the arguments that they take it to is where i get lost if it's if there's not at least something logical in it it's hard for me to to grasp it or listen to it or give it validity at all and when you start saying that that means he's racist because he's going to shut the border down in order to stop this caravan i can't i don't see how those two things equate those two things have nothing to do with race this could be all all people from if, if everyone from canada was all of a sudden flooding our borders the 35 million people there if they were all of a sudden to you know send five to eight thousand, ten thousand people a day at our borders, we would shut mm-hmm. that shit down. We don't care right. what color you are. It's not about your color, or it's not about anything like that. It is about law and order. Law oh, and order. Well, yeah, it's it's a simple. <laughs> I get the going. That shit know, just. <laughs> you know, I watched the uh, my Cowboys last weekend, and they actually beat the, the hell out of the Jacksonville Jaguars 40 to 7 and then for that reason I was on CBS and 60 minutes came on and there's Leslie Stahl interviewing Donald Trump so I said oh I'll stay and watch this 
it's just ridiculous, you know. All she wanted to talk about were things that she could make talking points. Um, you know, she asked him about the child separation policy and would he basically say or or deny that he was going to institute that again if this caravan made it across. And he says, I, I'm not going to say yes or no. You know, we'll see what happens. That's his answer. That question <laughs> itself is fundamentally wrong. There's it's, no reason to ask it. It's not even, there's no policy called a child separation policy. That wasn't a thing. It, no. It's what well, happens. It's just like Stephanopoulos during the debate with Romney asking him a question about something that had nothing to do with anything. It's strictly part of their agenda. They ask questions to try to box, put him in a corner where if he answers it, right. either way he answers it, they can spin it to where you know he looks bad or whatever that that they're what are they trap questions i guess is what we right call but them. trump is is crazy like a fox dude because she also asked him what one thing has he learned about being president or since he's been president and he said how dishonest the media really is <laughs> he said i never really knew before but <laughs> And they are, yeah. and they're ramping it up, too. You know, I, 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 there's a war between him and the media, and he stokes the flames of that, of course. But right. it's because it's always been there, a slow burn. <laughs> and then when he called him out, man, it, it just it's funny to watch him sit there and, and just... Oh, well, he called her out directly. He said, look how you're asking me these questions. You didn't ask Obama these kind of questions. I mean, he was calling her out personally. <laughs> That's true, too, because that same policy that she asked him about was in place in the Obama administration. Right. And he said that to her, and she said, well, he didn't enforce it. And I would have said, oh, yes, he did. The pictures that you saw, <laughs> you well know, were mostly from 2014. Well, Obama, they did eventually come up with a way to get around any of it, but it's not because they weren't enforcing the child separation policy that's not a thing. They got around it because they weren't enforcing anything. They had a, they had a policy. Obama changed the policy to basically straight pass. As soon as you got here, they were pushing that's you through. Race. And yeah. they didn't care what happened to you on the other side. It's not like they set you up with a family, to a, a foster family, and uh, we're going to help you get an education and a job. They just put you out in the streets. Okay, you're going to California. You're going to Minnesota. You're going to Mexico. They didn't care you're what happened to, to Ohio. you. Ohio, yeah. And that, that, I, which policy is better? Okay, so you have three children. They're 16, 14, and 10. Is it better to leave them with this guy that they, they barely know? You didn't separate them, okay? You didn't try to figure out if it was a father or an uncle or nothing like that. You just put them, okay, put them on through. They're a family. So now they're in America with some guy they barely know who probably, did you know they just caught a guy who was like 23 uh, and he was trying to say he was 14? So he could no, I didn't hear that one. I just heard it. He's like twenty three. Try he tried to say he was a minor, so they didn't put him through all that shit they put in the, because through, yeah. they're used. They're not dumb people either. They're being taught. They're being trained. Oh, well, they see it every day on our media, and and they're being told all you got to do is come with children. So they'll, like you said, pick up a long lost nephew or something. Let's go. Yeah. And, and in most cases, they're not even really related. 
I can't say most. I'll say some. Sorry about that. Right. Some. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to sound racist. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, I was listening to uh, this talk show the other day, and um, these uh, they have a, they had a rapper on, and he has uh, been political politically active his whole life. His parents, I guess, were politi- politically active and. I'm listening to him talk, and he was a, he was a, he's a socialist. He's pushing for socialism, mm-hmm. and um, I was thankful because the two talk hosts that I listened to, one of them you can tell probably leans a little bit to the right, but he tries to stay kind of out, almost out of the political arena. And the other guy, to me, I, I, he's very far left, but. Um, they both both of them were giving this guy hell. They're like, well. You don't like capitalism, but you're rich because of capitalism. And he just made a movie, and they start asking him questions like, "Okay, well, did the grip on you make as as much as you did on the film?" And he's <laughs> like, "No, I mean, I can't just change the rules. The rule, the system we're in is the system we're in. I, we can't just have. I don't want a socialist system within a capitalist system. I want to change the whole thing." And he's like, "They go, they're like, okay, well, so you'd be willing to make what the grip made to make your movie?" And he's like, "That's not what I'm saying. I just like that they were giving him a little bit of hell about it." Oh yeah, well, that's what you got to do. You got to call them out when. They say they want something, you know. Well, that's that's more hypocrisy, right? It's easy to say it, live it. Well, I can't live it. I mean, we're in. I'm I'm taking advantage of the system we're in now. Of course, you are, just like the rest of us are. Right. And even though we all know capitalism does have its failures, it has its flaws. We've talked about it ad nauseum our first two episodes of the show. Right. I'd rather be in no other system. In this system, you can fail and fail miserably, but you can also succeed and succeed incredibly. Now, I'll never know that kind of success, I don't think, but I've I'm pretty much made it to where I'm I'm comfortable. Mm-hmm. And in other systems around the world, there is no comfortable. <laughs> you're either miserable or you're on top. Right, that's that's what we've also talked about in our other episodes. You know, socialism doesn't allow for a middle class of any kind, and it and it always evolves into usually a dictatorship of some sort, authoritarian government doling out all the crumbs, as Nancy calls them. <laughs> and uh, you know, there's no happiness in true socialist society. You know, not not for the people anyway. The social socialism is for the socialist, not for that's the people. Right. But that's the other thing this guy was saying. He was saying, uh, "You can't, you can't judge an idea or a, a basically saying you can't judge capitalism, uh, socialism on the failures of past attempts." He said what most of them are saying now, those people just did it wrong. <laughs> now, we've both talked about this. Like, it it looks great on paper. Oh, well, yeah. It does. And I'm not going to lie right now. I mean, there, there are days when everybody has a hard. Like, there's days when I've ha- I have it hard and I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to pay this bill or that bill. When you do think about that kind of shit, what if 
why do we have to pay to live? I see that thing all the time. Humans are the only species on Earth that has to pay to live. Well, in a monetary way, right? Right. I don't believe that that thing either. It has its... It's, it's, Every species pays in one way or another. Yeah, most of them pay with their life. Right. But the thing is, is you're not paying to live here. You're paying for the the conveniences of life as it is now. Like, I, I, I hate to keep bringing stuff up, but the 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 comforts of life that we have now, if you went back 400 years, you know, people in the village might have shared their peas with the guy that had cows or whatever, you know, that might have been the way right. they did it. There weren't any comforts in life. And if if you want an iMac, is that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> if you want a car or air conditioning, or you know, all the things that people have put their yeah, blood, this, sweat, and tears into inventing. The cell phone that I'm on right now recording this show oh i just let the cat out of the bag that we're not in the same room but that's okay (laughs) (laughs) Um, we don't live in the same part of the state so we have done live episodes from studio and we've also done it this way um but yeah i mean all the comforts you know i have a heat in my home (laughs) you know we're not sleeping out in a field tonight with a put together tent or hut or whatever they had back then you know if we want to go somewhere we don't have to hike across the mountain top and get to the other side of the the grass is greener side over there you know <laughs> it's it's really really it just comes down to you know fundamentally i know in my heart because of what I've seen throughout history and, you know, socialism is not ever the pathway to anything good. It's just not, you know, true capitalism is still the best system on earth. And I do believe that it will, as long as it survives, be that for the rest of humankind's history. You know, I think the mesh that we have, the, as long as people don't try to take advantage of it, the, the combination of the, the systems we live in because we do have some quote-unquote socialistic um, aspects to our capitalistic society. Mm-hmm. We, you can't... Well, we have our social safety nets right. and, and things like that, yeah. And we don't... You know, it's just a very, very fine line. You know, you can call some of our policies um socialistic i guess if you want to go that far but you know that's quite a different stretch than let's just throw it all away and become that you know it is because the at the root of it all human beings can't you can't handle that kind of power something happens Right. Well, there's no checks and balances in that type of system. There's no there's no safeguards to make sure that the people that are in charge don't it doesn't go to their their head and they don't because there's there's nothing to stop them from basically what they've done throughout history is just destroying the population, destroying their own society. 
Right. So anyways, I don't mean to get off on that, but I think that really, <laughs> honestly, Ron, I think we kind of went through all of the... The major reasons, yeah. And and all the other reasons were actually touched upon during <laughs> each discussion. And And all of this ties into it, but I wanted to put one reason out there is the Trump agenda, which ties into economy, Supreme Court. <laughs> That's kind of the whole the whole basket surrounding it all. But yeah, if you want to to coin his phrase, if you're tired of winning, vote Democrat. <laughs> you know, and and I just saw his new one here while we're talking about. It. He just had his rally tonight in uh, Arizona, Phoenix area, and his new slogan is "Jobs, not mobs." And <laughs> that's pretty much true, you know. It is. And and I think I was telling you this earlier. Congress could use a few Donald Trumps. Yeah, you said, you, you know, we have that conversation. You pretty much hate all politicians. And, you know, you become over the last couple of years more of a Trump Trumpian to a certain extent. Now, don't take me wrong. I'm not saying you carry the water for him and just <laughs> rah, rah, rah. But at least he's not a true politician. And, you know, I keep asking myself, you know, when you go back to the core of Donald Trump, whether you want to think he's a billionaire or some people say he's not really, he's like, who cares? He's very comfortable in life. <laughs> well, he has a personal private plane with his own name on the side. So you so, can say he's not a billionaire if you want to. Yeah, I mean, what, what reason did he have to do this? In my opinion, it's because he does love the country, and he saw the eight years under Obama, and that's what made him come down that escalator and say, yeah, I'm going to run for president. <laughs> After he watched an episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> right. <laughs> Look, <laughs> no, I'm not a, a card-carrying Trump member. I'm not a rah-rah Trump guy. I wasn't, I, was a, I wasn't, I didn't believe him when he first started doing all this. I wasn't. Right. But, well, sure, everyone, I think, myself included, this is a publicity stunt. He doesn't really care if he gets out of the first primary election, you know. The thing is, though, Ron, it's, he he's getting results. And it might not yeah. be the, you know, here's your baby blanket and your pacifier results that a lot of people want. It's mm-hmm. tough love. It's, hey, this has to get done. It's, it's, it's somebody's actually doing the fucking job instead of just talking about it and never doing anything. And well, I've never I mean, been more look impressed. At, look at NAFTA, you know. Ross Perot was right when he said the giant sucking sound I'll hear is the jobs being sucked into Mexico. <laughs> you know, and then he was right. And, you know, what did Trump do? He said, we're going to renegotiate these unfair trade deals. And everybody laughed at him in the media and all the experts. You can't do what 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 Obama said. Are you going to ma- wave a magic wand? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> it's it's amazing to me. I've never, I've always I've always said this too. The, 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 before Trump was elected, the last couple Republican presidents really disappointed me because they talk a great game during election season. All of them do. They talk mm-hmm. about all this stuff that we know needs to get done. We know this needs to get fixed. And for those three months when they're just bombarding you with commercials, it's it's they're telling you everything you want to hear, everything you need to know 
and everything they're going to do, and then as soon as they get elected, you don't hear another word about any of it. Right. Trump's been in office not even two years yet. Yeah. And he's checking shit off the list, man. I mean, he's boom, got it, got it, got it. And I'm, yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm impressed. Now, I don't like everything he does. I'm not. I'm not saying that, but I, I don't well, think you that don't you're ever to, going to. to recognize the progress he's made and and how much better off the country is. I mean, the facts are the facts, whatever they want to say about Bush's economy, George Bush, George Bush, you know, Obama never had a quarter of growth over 2%, and it might be even worse than that. I'm trying to cut him some slack here. <laughs> and, you know, when Donald Trump said during the campaign, we're going to have growth of four percent and higher they laughed at him remember when well, remember when well, obama said those those manufacturing jobs are gone they're not coming back yeah, they're not coming back so get used to it get used to it this is the new america and this is the new normal they told us the new normal <laughs> and look i mean i'm not saying that everything's back yet it's coming back we're starting to no, manufacture there are shit manufacturing right here. jobs that are back <laughs> yeah and they're starting to pay well mm-hmm. well there's some good good union guys that are you know did vote for donald trump and the and gals vote for donald trump in the last election and and uh i think he's gaining more of them that's one yeah. other thing about trump that i i've had i have incredible respect for trump because when trump I've never seen anything like this. When Trump sees a problem, he gathers people. He, I, I don't. Everybody talks about how he's arrogant and he thinks he's never wrong and and mm-hmm. he doesn't like to be told no and all that shit. I'm not sure if that's actually the case because when there's an actual problem, he brings in people that are familiar with that industry or that um. That sector, issue, right? or, yeah, and he, he he gets them, and he brings people into the White House, and they have meetings. He's had uh, union members from from the steel from the steel industry, from from almost every industry, the construction industry. He's had actual yeah, actual union members, not just the freaking Secretary leadership. of Treasury, <laughs> right? Actual workers, people with boots and freaking tool belts in the White House to have meetings about stuff, and he does that constantly. And it never gets any press, and uh, he tries to get the, his press conferences, but all they want him to do is say something dumb so they can run run his soundbite for the next news cycle. <laughs> and they don't really talk about what he's done. He's had women. The, he's had women leadership, women leaders of industry had meetings with with them in the White House. That got no press. Right. It's it's just amazing to me what he does. He he's like, okay, we have a problem here. Let's tackle it. Well, none of his accomplishments are getting much press either. <laughs> no, they're not. It's just, and he doesn't care. He's just marching right along. Oh, that's, the, you know, one of his good qualities is they can't ever discourage him. They won't. He's he's a different kind of cat, you know. He's going to call people Crooked Hillary, Lion Ted. <laughs> what do you call Marco Rubio? I can't even remember now, but. Little Marco. (laughs) (laughs) And the thing, though, I like about Trump, too, with that is, okay, election's over. Now we're back to work. we got to work together. Right. Now, you can put your hurt feelings behind you and let's talk about some shit. Or 
you know, you can stay hurt, but we're going to, we got to do this. Right. So I don't know, man. I, I think, uh, I think you're spot on with all your, your reasons to not vote Democrat. Right. And, and like I said at the top, you know, there are way more reasons, but those are kind of the real key reasons why, you know, for the security and, and growth of this nation, we just can't afford to let them get power again. So coming up in two weeks, man. Yeah. I'll be there at the polls bright and early, casting my vote. And I've never been always a strict Republican ticket, you know, especially on local level. And I've seen candidates that I just, you know, I think I'll vote for the Democrat in this local judge race or whatever. But this time I'm not even taking a chance. <laughs> it's just RRR. That's all the way down. So. Well, this this election is a lot different for me because, and uh, people are probably going to get mad at me for saying this, but the midterms have never been a big priority to me. I voted in them, but you know it's been a you know here or there for me. But this that's not the way this year. And you're right. right. I'm not going to tell you I voted in every single midterm. I have voted in every single presidential election since I've been eligible. Right. But midterms, every local election, no, I haven't always been that person that I'm voting every time because it's my civic duty and it's my right. And if I don't exercise it, who will? You know, I wasn't that guy. <laughs> but but this time it is definitely my civic duty and my right. And I think all fair-minded conservative thinkers, independents, Democrats, come on, we need you. Let's vote red. <laughs> Please come out and vote. Just, Absolutely. Uh, like I said, I'm, this is a different one for me, and I'm I'm going in. I want to say blind, basically, because I'm I'm R straight down the ticket, and I can't. And it's because I can't. I just can't take a chance. Well, Reagan was very prophetic when he said it way back when in a debate. A reporter asked him, "Why did you leave the Democratic Party?" And he said, "I didn't." they left me <laughs> and and they're so far away from ronald reagan now <laughs> it's never been truer that, right <laughs> that part that party has left everyone who considered themselves a democrat um our parents generation um our grandparents generation what they thought was the democratic party which it probably was the jfk party you know jfk was for you know, tax cuts and sensible things. <laughs> it's amazing. But, it's like a it's like a different world to go. Yeah. So that's not they, what the, a lot of the people that still vote Democrat today haven't realized that the party left them a long time ago. The party they thought they knew. Well, I hope a lot of them are starting to figure that out a little bit. I do believe. I do believe they are. There's a hashtag walk away movement. I don't know. You know, I don't monitor that on Twitter all the time, but it's out there. And like you said, anecdotal evidence, I hear it all the time. I also want to be very clear on my end. I don't necessarily feel like the Republican Party, we both said in the beginning, they may not represent what I completely believe in anymore. Right. But but they don't represent mobs, socialism, <laughs> right. impeachment. 
They're not tax, out there. Higher taxes. <laughs> they, the Democratic Party, I just want to finish with this. I don't know if you got more, but to me, no. the Democratic Party is the party of division. The Democratic Party likes to to call my party racist, you know, homophobe, to, to just divide us into these groups that they want to keep putting us in. And all I can do is thank you guys. They're the ones putting people in boxes. This, These people are this. These people are this. These people are that. I don't well, hear. That's, Repo- that's because if they got you segmented into different boxes, race, sex, gender, transgender, all these different sex, not S-E-X, but S-E-C-T-S, sex, <laughs> so, are, are, you know, if they got us divided, they can control us. Yeah, and you don't hear the Republican Party talk like that. No. They don't put people in. They don't, uh, as far as I know, and I'm not saying there's not racists in the Republican Party. There might be or whatever. <laughs> there are, and there are also racists in the Democratic Party. So there you go. But as far as I know, the Republican doesn't give a shit what color you are, what religion you are, what no. sex you are, S-E-X. In fact, I, I would contend that it is racist for the Democrats to try to keep african-americans in a in a box that you know republicans hate you they you know that's that's racist in and of itself to try to keep them down wanting to treat you exactly the same as they treat everybody else is not racist right and if if being in my party means you are absolutely no different than me i'm not giving you any special treatment i'm not getting any special treatment if that's racist, then I guess you can call me racist because that's how I believe. I don't care what color you are. I don't care where you were born or what your religion is. You have to go through the same shit to, to succeed that I do. Some people have a leg up. Some people don't have any legs. And that's just the way the world is. Right. And, you know, we talked about that at, at length somewhat. <clears throat> I believe in the first, if not the second episode. Um, you can tell it's getting close to the midnight hour here. We're both kind of getting tired and stumbling over our words. But, <laughs> um, you know, we talked about fairness and how there is no such thing as fairness. And and that's right. Some people get a leg up. Some people don't have legs. Get over it. Deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Amen. And let's all work together and, and, you know, let's all work. What an amazing concept. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Ron, man, this has been... This has been a really good one, I think. Um, you know, we definitely illustrated some reasons why you got to get out there and vote for Republicans this fall. Um, I do want to reiterate that email address because I did get it wrong before. It was freedomreigns underscore one at yahoo.com. That's freedomreigns underscore one at yahoo.com. F R E E D O M R E I G N S underscore the number one at yahoo.com please write us and tell us what you think of the show agree or disagree we're really looking forward to hearing from you thank you we'll be back the next time thank you very much and steve once again thanks for your time this evening see you ron later my brother you all know why i'm here i'm not an orator and i would not try to convince you of the worthiness of our cause I'm a soldier, and we are at war. 